Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Ann Tuttle-Brown. This has been such a great series of life and space organization tips for each of the four types of children, and we're moving now into looking at our type three child. And it's great to have Diane in Denmark, who is a a expert in life and space organization. She's a well-known YouTuber with tens of thousands of followers. She is a type one herself. She knows the four energy types with great understanding, and she, uh, when I asked her and invited her to participate in these podcasts. I gave her three challenges to look at that are tendencies that are really a um, byproduct of a child's tendencies and their true nature that become challenging when you're not approaching your child and supporting them true to who they are. So her tips are really aligned with that. We, I think you should listen to every podcast in this series. My co-host, Diane, is with us today as well. Thank you again, Diane, for being with us. I've learned yeah, a so lot much. myself. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Anne and I often joke that energy profiling is the body of work that just keeps on giving. Seriously. We've studied this <laughs> now oh, for... Seven, I'm 17 years in and I'm still getting insights. It's amazing. I've been jotting down notes. All I mean, I would, even if you don't have a um, child of each type, listen to all of them because you'll get little nuggets in every podcast. Yeah, you will. So yeah, for organizing excited. your own space and your own, mm-hmm. <laughs> your own right. daily routines. Yeah. Yeah. So our type three child, I am the type three in our group here today. The type three child has a push forward, direct energy that is mo- motivated by actions that create results. This is a... Type three children have a physical connection. We call the type three child the determined child. So there are some value, you know, advantages. The fact that they like to get results, that uh, it's not the action that you're interested in. It's the result that action is going to create that really motivates a type three because you really want that benefit of a result. So you are motivated to get your hands on stuff, get things done. So let's talk about some of the challenges you face with a type three child. The first one, wanting to speed through chores and other space management tasks just to get it done. Because again, you're you're going for the out. The, I got it done. Well, you you know, you, let's take cleaning the bathroom for example. <laughs> you know that takes a little more. Uh, those are details to make sure you clean it according to the standard that's been set, which would be a family rule or guideline. Um, so type threes can often neglect steps in the process because they're so focused on getting it done. And a type three child is just not as thorough often times and they'll miss steps. And when you don't know that, you they might be reprimanded for not doing a sufficient job, but they need to be taught, you know, let, well, we'll just hear Diane's tips here on how do you work? Do I, you work I just, I think it's child? funny because, you know, these tendencies, they go with you throughout your whole life. Anna Kay, yeah. Anna Kay, our type three makeup expert, just filmed a video for type three specifically about don't miss these steps with makeup. Like you want to get your makeup done, but don't miss these steps yeah. or the result won't be as good. And so she's specifically like, right. make sure you do this. Make sure you, so you're going to get a better result when you get all the right steps in there. So take it away, okay. Diane. Well, well, we'll start with, with storage because we've been talking a lot in, in this podcast series about storage for the different uh, types. Um, type three children, you've got to make it easily accessible for them. 
the, the main thing with the storage is, you know, some bins, any kind of large bins, something that is sturdy can stand up to a lot of uh, rough and tumble and make it really, really easy for the kids to be able to put away their toys. It doesn't, and not so much the access, they, they will, you know, the type three child will find, will find those toys. But we've got to make sure that it's easy for them to put away. So, so yeah. Well, what the emphasis for the type three is being able to do it swiftly. Exactly, and and so we're we're going to keep it really, really simple for them. Keep your categories very simple for for toy storage. For example, you're going to have one bin for Legos, building building blocks. Another bin for plushy toys. You'll perhaps have a, a bookshelf for the books. Uh, a bin for anything that has wheels, you know, trucks, cars, trains, those kind of things. Don't go into too many different storage types because the child is not going to put them away into different boxes and, you know, oh, this belongs with this. Just, you know, keep it three, four categories. Also another bin for art supplies. And that's going to encourage them to actually put things away. Uh, and, and, and if you like, you can also make it a game, you know, they get to throw things into the bins. Maybe you can put up a, a basketball hoop above the bin, you know, who knows, just, just make it something fun for them. Uh, but really keep it as simple as possible so they can really, you know, if mum says, oh, well, we need to tidy up in here, they know exactly what to do. They can just throw that stuff right in there. And, and being um, the other quality in a type three nature is practical it make it's practical that's common sense it's like yeah. okay so you so <clears throat> what you're saying makes sense to a type three that there's compartments that i can swiftly dump stuff into and i got it done yeah so that and makes I, I, sense I, I, that's that's a practical approach so yeah, and, and make it very very practical storage because and i don't have a type three child but i have a lot of type three friends in my circle and they're the ones who are well just talking about from, from an adult's point of view they're always staining their clothes they break things they drop things i think it's you're really annoying i have to be honest <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know why that is because we move so fast i am exactly. i'm notorious for spilling things and it's because yeah. i'm knocking things over and i'm moving that. so quick yeah. And, and it's the same with the kids. And, and, you know, we don't want to make them feel bad about it. That's just their nature. Yeah. So, you know, have some practical storage bins. We're not going for fancy things that you've seen on Pinterest and you spend a whole lot of time coming up with these ideas. Just some practical plastic bins or, or cardboard bins. Now, for girls and boys, when it comes to clothing in the type three world, um, mm -hmm. Type three boys especially are just you know they'll they'll wear the same um, pair of gym shorts that look like basketball shorts. Oh, Katie shorts. is the same way. She you got Every her a new day. shirt. She wanted to wear it five days in a row. I'm yeah, like, I yeah. take it off. I gotta wash it. Right. A part of that is just not being bothered and with. like not you know like not showering as often. She just is taking the time to yeah. do it. Yeah, and they don't want to bother with the steps, the details of putting outfits, you know, all together and 
So well, hygiene, hygiene is important. I mean, you know, you can go go with that to a certain degree, but at the end of the day, they need to be changing their clothes at least every say third day if they're also sleeping well, in good. them. Well, you're That's pretty liberal. <laughs> like they're every third day. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, but you could do well, one of the tips that we've talked about earlier in this podcast series is you know, getting them to prep their outfits and, and you know, with a type three child, you could prep the whole outfits for, for the week, use one of those um, cubbyhole solutions that I've mentioned before. And you just put in for every day, you know, the shorts, the underwear, the hair, barrettes, you know, whatever they have. Mm-hmm. And then that will also help your type three child because they get up and they know their, their items are right there. There's no digging around or no thinking oh i don't want to change out these the the items are ready to go so so that would really help them one of the traits i see when i with all the traveling we've done and i see a family and i can always pick out the type three child without even even from a distance because they always look disheveled (laughs) they're just like (laughs) hair's like kind of wild and Because, you know, they're not as uncomfortable in that sort of just thrown together look, (laughs) these kids. So the next challenge, becoming bored with daily tasks that feel tedious, like, oh, I have to do that again. Like I don't, my routine in the morning, nothing ever looks exactly, I accomplish the same things, but never in the same order. You know, it's like. And I'll and to have a know a child's going to start moving between things. I think that's a fascinating tendency is that I'll start making the bed, then go. We want to get five things moving into motion at one time. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm very good, and that could be because of my secondary type four. My follow through is excellent. I make sure all the things I started into motion get done. Now, that's where a type three child may have this tendency to say, well, I want to start getting dressed and also get the bed, you know, get the bed going and get my school. You kind of move between these stations, Mm -hmm. but they might not be real, you know, efficient in that yet. So that is a trait we have. But so rather than, I think, stifle that, I'd work with it personally and teach them to not get too many things going at once no well also we've talked about the importance of having a daily routine and Mm -hmm. you know different ways you can do this depending on the age of the child it can be on an app you can uh, have these things written down as a checklist maybe they get a little achievement award when when they they get things checked off and uh, also the importance of you know using perhaps using a timer that they can say, okay, we're, we're going to get this done. You know, they, they love working along for that. But the the checklist thing, and it, they don't need to be working through it, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in one long list. Like you said, Carol, you, you can zigzag through your, your, your got-to-dos for the day. Let Allow the child to be able to do that. You know, again, you can make it like a bingo card. It doesn't need to be a list of, you know, one, one to five. They can do it in any order that they like as long as they get them all done. And I think the other thing I recall, I'm looking back in my childhood, I was 12 years old and my parents agreed to buy a horse for me. I'd been riding on horses for a couple of years by that point. I had um, been involved with the neighbors. So I had a, I had enough experience to now own my own, even though they knew nothing about that whole equestrian world. The agreement that was made was they would go ahead and make the purchase it was um 
that that, you know, horses were a lot less in that time in 1969, but, uh, the horse was $350. That was a huge undertaking for me. I learned a lot about taking responsibility, but my side of the agreement was I had to clean the kitchen every night for a year to the equivalent of a dollar. Now, did I like cleaning the kitchen and was it satisfying the result of a clean kitchen every night? Not at all. That was tedious, but it was that other, um, I was working for, in this case, they'd already invested in it. I was working, if they had, let's say I was working towards something, that's the result now. Not the Yes. So a lot of times you've got to put that in place for a type three child to say, yeah, you know, you have absolutely no motivation to get this homework done. You don't, you think it like, why am I doing this? It seems, it doesn't seem practical, Mm -hmm. but they know I'm not doing it for this. I'm doing it for this other out, this other result. That I'm and it can towards. be, you know, when, when they get to the end of their routine, they get to do X, Y, Z. You know, that they get mm-hmm. to have, you know, an hour of gaming time or whatever is the reward. Yeah, and, and on it, type, type threes like to earn. If it's oh, not money, points or something, that it's going towards something. <laughs> You yeah. know that we like to we like to get our medals and prize. You know we like to earn that. I've earned that. And yeah. Just you know, in, in these in this podcast series, we've been talking about decluttering, how to help your your children declutter. And I have to say, I really don't think the type three kids have a problem with decluttering. If, if judging by the, uh, the the type threes that I know. They are the best at decluttering. They, they almost kind of declutter too much. They, they're ready to. Well, we have this sort of innate, our practical nature says, why am I keeping this if I'm not using it? Yeah. We want everything to be useful. Yeah. And, and in my circle, we have clothes swap parties and the type threes are the ones who are the best at bringing things from home. I don't need this anymore. <laughs> I don't need this anymore. And I'm thinking... I don't think I would be able to let go of it, but they, they really don't need much help uh, with decluttering type two children. But so in your case, Sian, you've mentioned that Katie's room got pretty cluttery. It was more, again, she's younger. She's only eight. She wasn't really mature enough to say, I'm going to declutter. So you had to, again, invite, you know, help that process along yeah. and to take the time to do it. And having less stuff was really supportive and keeping yeah. her room tidy. And it took, I remember when she was six and I, you know, started to talk with her, okay, like, let's go through and what should we get rid of? And she was like, what? No, but it took a couple of times and now she's, she knows that those will go to somebody else. And so that brings mm-hmm. her joy or she sees that that's no longer longer useful and she has other more favorite items that she's getting better use out of. But bringing her into the process has been supportive and I think will help her, you know, as she's an adult to be able to make those decisions right. by herself rather than me doing it for her. And, oh, I was wanted to say one other reward that I've used with Katie is when she gets her must-dos done or gets through the routine is I'll text a friend for a play date. And so rather than being like you're, you know, even just sending the text to a friend, maybe the play date won't happen. Maybe the friend won't be able to come take over. Take action on but that But we'll take her. action, but I won't. And mm-hmm. like that will be the reward. Yeah, yeah so something you would do anyway build it into that mm-hmm. yeah if you don't yeah get creative with oftentimes i think okay what are rewards money or an outing it's like oh that's sometimes so much work or hard to keep right, track right. of it could be something so that's already things? yeah 
you would plan to do as her or parent. Or the anyway. other day, she she wanted to just talk with me about something. Like we came home from a vacation, and she was wondering where all her Christmas presents had gone. We we put them all away, and she was like, "I thought I left them all on my floor." Anyways, I was like, "I'll go through that with you. We can go and sort through your room once you get your things done." And even just like that activity of being able to take the time to do that was enough motivation right. to get her to right. do other things. For the idea in this is not that they're motivated by the result of the task. They're motivated by the result they're going to get because yes, of the Yes, and task. don't feel like the result has to be, the right. reward has to be so big. No. You know, in no. our family, we have a system of cotton balls. I don't know why I ended up being cotton balls, but I think because I just had them on hand and we try and fill a jar every week with our cotton balls. And it's rewarded for good behavior or following routines or being kind to each other. And if we fill the jar, we get to have a movie night. And so... Well, then there was another movie night with something else. I mean... Oh, well, we were in Hawaii. We switched it to seashells. No, but you like... Tanner was telling me that you had like movie night plus popcorn or treats oh or something. yeah yeah like the, so it was the movie night yeah. got more grand how big's your jar yeah and when we were in disney world on vacation we were giving out mickey ears and if they got so many mickey ears and it wasn't anything we were tangibly giving them but we were kind of keeping score yeah okay. and so with our oldest as a type three like well, that works type really, three yeah. children mm-hmm. well how big's your jar that the cotton balls have to fill it's just a medium size okay. it's not a full quart size i saw probably a pint yeah okay Okay. She made a really big job. I know. I'm thinking with all these new ideas I'm getting from Diane, I'm like, all these routines are going to end with a cotton ball, so we're going to need a bigger jar. (laughs) You're going to have to fill up the bathtub. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) All right. So the last challenge, this is something I hear frequently in in the Child Whisper Facebook group. This Push back energy from the type three children, becoming uncooperative with the parent that is pushing them to get things done. Well, they push back and they're not motivated. And there again, that get, they get stuck. Gosh, well, I think you're, you're better to answer this than, than I am, Kyle, because I, I'm a type one and I'm not good at dealing with, with pushing push people. No. I didn't have, interestingly, I didn't have any type three children. Um, I came from a family of three, you know, there were three of us that were type three and I'm kind of observing my older brother that's just older than me. He, uh, he wouldn't cooperate if he was being demanded of, he needed a lot of autonomy to kind of call the shots for himself and given expectations and such. So I think the key here, Diane, is that they know what the routines are. And there yeah. is a, there's a, you know, as you an call independence it, then. Yeah. And it's like, it's not, a, it's not an option. This is what is everyone's, you know, we've, as a family, listen to the first, there's five podcasts in this series. The first one was just Jen, her best three tips, three tips. And You're, the, yeah. the emphasis, house rules. Yeah. yeah, we talked about house rules a lot in mm-hmm. that. And so you don't give your type three child the opportunity to say whether they, it's like, great and i don't i wouldn't get into it with them i just say no you, you, i just say that this is how we operate here exactly and, and you I know you know the consequences if you don't do it yeah yeah uh, i mean what is you're in the driving seat they can be shouting from the back seat but you're in the driving seat <laughs> yeah as the adult. So, so this is how it works 
Do not get into an analytical or detailed conversation with a type three child. You just not lay it in that down. Moment, yeah. Yeah. Point it out and you lay down the, so the rule my... and say, this is the way it is. What do you mm-hmm. choose? Yeah. Let I, them choose. Yeah. With my type three, three-year-old, I, you know, I'm teaching him, okay, we put our shoes in the bin and he's like, no. And he just walks away. And so it's, you know, rather than, I don't know, there's many ways you could go with that. I grab his hand. I you put put his hand on his shoes pick him up and we walk together i say look you did it great that was easy but it's yeah no we're gonna move yeah, we're not a chat we're not discussing this <laughs> no and it you know and then there was a you know we were cleaning up after dinner and he doesn't want to participate and he's only three but it's like i want him to well, start being showing you his yeah. pushback yeah, energy that's though. true that's like oh, yeah and what yeah, am i you- teaching him and why are you gonna are you gonna allow it so that he is now you're training him that it's okay. Mm-hmm. So well, let me what sh- we say in, in our family is you don't have to want to do it, you just have to do it. I like that. <laughs> so write that one down. So, yeah, yeah and, and I do the same, you know, I'm the same with my daily routines. You know, I am the queen of routines. I don't always want to do it. But yeah, I see myself, exactly. I, I can curse and swear in my head. But I just, you know, and I can be the kind of grumpy teenager, but I just get on and do it. I don't have yeah. to. Well, that's just, it. I just got to do it. And that's, that's a it. life lesson. Like for every, and I'll throw this in here for every, all four types, not everything requires a game or reward or a yeah. plan. It's like, we're just getting this done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, this is what's required and, of us you know, and we're going to follow through and we're going to just, you know, it's the job right done. thing to do. So uh, we were clean the back to the story. We were cleaning up the house. My three-year-old wasn't helping. And I was just like, oh, whatever. Like, we'll just get it done. But then my eight-year-old type three went and she's like, I'm going to help him. And she said, Roy, pretend the shoes are bad guys. Pretend the toys are bad guys. And we got to put them on the jail, which was, you know, throw them in the toy bin. And so letting her help out was really good because it took the burden off of me. I was able to clean up and she was helping him, teaching him. And he responded and he helped for a solid five minutes, which is really long in a type three world, or type three-year-old's <laughs> world to be cleaning up. And he really did contribute. When so. he's a three-one, so that gaming aspect to yeah. it really helped mm-hmm. him because yeah. he loves to play. And then Katie felt really proud to like, yeah. look, mom, I got him to help clean up. So, you know, utilize the gifts of the other people in your family and the siblings as you make it a family right. job. Everyone can help each other out. That's great. Well, these are great tips. Your parenting practice this week is to choose one tip. Where's your biggest pain point? Which tip really like, whoa, rang out to you? Take that one, put it to practice. And again, involve your child in this. Uh, the more they learn about who they are, their own tendencies, their own nature, it's it's a reasonable thing to sit down with even a five-year-old type three child and say, well, your nature is to want to push back. So the more awareness that we have about who we are the more we can manage it and make choices that we feel our own autonomy and authority in that and so pick one tip put it to practice and share in the child whisper facebook group how successful you were and the great response you experienced with your child being more cooperative again thank you diane we're excited to do our last of this series looking at our type four child Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can 
purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. 